Sales Paradise, Episode 16. For you to get results, you know, and to double and, and triple your sales, you know, you've really got to have great training, you know, and great coaching and mentoring to help you get back on that bike when sometimes the technique didn't work. This is Sales Paradise. Now here's your host, our dad, Chandler Barron. <laughs> On today's episode, we have Mark Garbalato. He's the founder and CEO of the Australian Academy of Sales. Mark was an accredited Brian Tracy international trainer and led the Australian Eat That Frog tour. Mark, welcome to the show. And, and tell me, how did you get set up with the Eat That Frog tour and what does it mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so Brian Tracy uh, was one of the leading authorities on human potential and personal effectiveness uh, in America and globally for that matter. And he, he'd written something like 56 books and one of those books was called Eat That Frog. And the Eat That Frog book was basically a, a book on um, 21 ways to stop procrastination and get more done in, in less time. When I uh, bought the license about 10 years ago, from um, Brian Tracy, uh, Australasia. We did a lot of training with a lot of his programs uh, as a licensee, and uh, one of them was the, the Eat That Frog workshop. Wow, that's impressive. Well, how did you get started in sales to begin with? Well, it was interesting because when I graduated as an interior designer probably 30 years ago from uni, there was no jobs. We were in a, in a recession at the time. I really couldn't even get a job you know, in an architectural practice or an interior design practice, even working for free. I just couldn't, nobody was hiring. <clears throat> I went, oh, well, what am I going to do? And, and so, I, you know, back then there was no internet, so I was looking for a job and, look, you know, looked in the, in the paper in sales and I, and I found a sales role for a lighting manufacturing company uh, in Australia called uh, Holofane and Sun Lighting. Well, Sun Lighting was the Australian company and Holofane was an American product that they used to import. So I applied for that job uh, having no real sales experience and I had to really sell and persuade that I did uh, and uh, to get that job, which obviously I did. Uh, I uh, ended up getting the job and then started in the role with no real sales experience or, or training. Uh, as I said, you know, I was an interior designer. That's what I'd studied at uni. Then went into sales, selling lights to architects, interior designers, consulting engineers and builders and wholesalers. Wow. Even though you didn't have a sales background, I imagine your education helped you become a subject matter expert. Yeah, it was really interesting because when I went in there, a lot of the big accounts, they said, oh, you know, you as a little rookie, you know, who's brand new in sales will, would never get those big accounts. And I actually went on to win some really, really big accounts and it was because I spoke the language of the profession and positioned myself, you know, as an expert, as an advisor, as an educator, as a helper, as a consultant, but not as a salesperson. And that's what I learned very early in the piece that if you were an expert and you really weren't there to sell anything, you'd have a probably better chance of selling by asking the right questions and, and positioning and getting an understanding of, you know, in this case, you know, what are the projects what are you trying to achieve from the aesthetics uh, and then obviously the light levels. And, and again, depending on who you're speaking to, it's a different conversation whether you're speaking to a consulting engineer about the lux levels and the running costs or whether you're talking to an interior designer who's worried about the mood level and the aesthetics. 
you know, and it's all different conversations. And where a lot, a lot of the sales guys were the fast talking cowboys trying, trying to sell, 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 try and get a specify, take them out to lunch, you know, all that kind of stuff where I was very more strategic about my selling to those people. Yeah, one of the first things we want the people we're calling on to even know is that we're there to help them solve a problem. Yeah, that's right. And they've got to learn, and I call it the pivoting point in customer or prospect engagement. And the psychology behind it is that you've really got to control the conversation and ask the right questions so that you can position yourself as an expert, not a commodity. And a lot of people you know, get treated like a commodity. When you start getting treated like a commodity, it's all about price, price, price. And yes, you mean you can close sales that way and, and people do close sales that way. But it is a, it is a harder way to close sales and, and then you're really fighting on price. And we never want to compete on price. We always want to compete on value. Always bring it back to value. And if you're, if you're being a consultant, an advisor, an educator, you can always talk about value. But when you're a commodity and you're just basically spinning out information, then how much is it, how much is it, how much is it, and it, and it becomes this price war. And we know we can't win the price war. We can never win the price war. Yeah, the price war is just a never-ending battle. Well, you know, I was reading one of your articles or some of your articles and uh, like on goal setting and, and actually just getting back to the basics. Let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah, so... You've got to set goals, obviously, and I wrote a book called Business of Sales, and it's business sales, getting serious about selling in business. I wrote that, that book to really, for, for two people, one was, you know, salespeople, and, and the first point of the book was that if salespeople don't treat their sales career as if it's their business, they just will never have the success that they want to have, and if business owners and entrepreneurs and startups uh, who are coming out of a corporate company and they might have been, you know, an operation or a technical person, they might have been a graphic designer or a digital marketer or whatever, if they don't treat their business and understand that they need to acquire customers and get sales, they can't be successful either. And that's why we have such a high rate of small businesses failing. I think according to the Australian Securities Commission and the and the Bureau Australian Bureau of Statistics, sixty uh, percent of small businesses fail within the first three years and and they are due to a few reasons and some of those reasons are you know lack of funding so money obviously lack of training lack of customers so you know when you look at money the funding that's one part but when you look at training and, and, and strategy management a lot of these you know entrepreneurs and startups who are starting these businesses don't actually get sales training and they may have got lucky and got a few customers or they may have been working with a customer and had a good relationship and then decided to set up. But all of a sudden, when they then need to start to acquire new business, they are actually uh, already behind the eight ball because their competitors are up and running and probably have done sales training and these SME business owners haven't. So setting goals, daily goals, is very, very important. And you know, every successful person that you speak to and every successful book that you'll read uh, on goal setting, you know, from Brian Tracy's, the Zig Ziglar's, the Jeffrey Gittemore's, the Grant Cardone's, all of the, the masters that I call, you know, the Nick, the Stephen Covey, you know, and Neil Rackham, all these guys always talk about having clarity, clarity, clarity and having daily goals. And then from their daily goals, 
really then having to-do lists, uh, eliminating procrastination and actually getting on with the job and getting in and getting the business. But professional development is the pathway to success. Without the professional development, people these days uh, are getting left behind. And I see this more so in the white collars in, in professional services now, more so because, it's, again, so many competitors, so many startups. The days of sitting, you know, as a lawyer or a big accounting firm waiting for the phone to ring, you know, on the 55th floor of a building in, in the CBD uh, are gone. It just doesn't happen anymore. So, so these professionals like accountants, lawyers, engineers, architects, you know, these professional people uh, who, who supply professional services now have to actually learn how to get out there and, and sell more than ever. The bar is getting so much higher for everyone, really. Well, let's talk a little bit about what the Australian Academy of Sales um, does and, and the assessments that you provide. Yeah, so, so we were the first five or six years, I think we were uh, a licensee of, of Brian Tracy International. So we had a lot of his programs and delivered a lot of those programs. You know, the psychology of selling, psychology of achievement, time management, sales management, leadership, all that kind of stuff. Then we started to be uh, get registered as, a, as an, uh, an RTO, which is a registered training organization with the government. And we then had nationally accredited programs. So we wrote a certificate for in business sales, a certificate for in customer contact, and then a certificate for in um, frontline management and leadership. Uh, we did Cert 3s in retail sales, Cert 3 in wholesale, Cert 3 in business-to-business sales. So we, we then, for about five years, uh, whilst there was some funding with the Australian government, we were running nationally accredited training programs so that, you know, when people would come through our programs, they would get, you know, an accreditation. And then from there, we started live streaming. So we built uh, an online learning platform where we were basically training uh, in the print industry in conjunction with the Australian government a search for business sales online to a couple of hundred uh, companies around Australia. Uh, and they were doing the online programs and then doing all the assessments and, and then getting a, a nationally accredited program. It's all really fascinating. Well, so can you actually identify which backgrounds or personalities, et cetera, will be successful in the program? It's a tough question because ultimately you have to want to do the assessment. So a lot of people like to do the training and they love the training. But when you've got to then start doing projects where you might have to video yourself if it's a sales presentation project and you've got to demonstrate certain things, you know, whether it's, you know, handling objections, whether it's presenting at a higher level, whether you're qualifying correctly. A lot of people, you know, don't like doing that. And then there's other projects where, you know, one might be doing a sales plan, you know, you know, what's a sales plan to sell more products, develop new products, all of this kind of stuff. So it's, a, you know, what I found in doing, you know, having accredited programs for five years uh, and then having auspice arrangements with other RTOs uh, prior to that for three years before I actually became an RTO myself. So being in the accredited space, the nationally accredited space of, delivering certificate programs both in Australia and New Zealand was that the percentage of people who actually completed was quite low in terms of the assessments. But the ones who did complete got the best return on investment and became top producers. 
It would be interesting to see if you could actually predict which sales reps would even finish. Well, one of, one of the things that I see is that unless you're coaching and mentoring people going through programs, you, you just don't get the results. So, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, I train probably a thousand people every year for the last 10 years. So I've probably trained well over 10,000 people. And I can tell you when I run my seminars, we might have 80 people, 100 people, 200 people, and we do a three-hour seminar. You know, within 30 days, 87% of the content that I've given them is forgotten. They only will retain 13%. And unless they are actually coached and mentored to have adapted behaviors on their psychometric traits in terms of their inbuilt traits within their brain, they do end up giving up and not getting the results. So as an accredited assessor in psychometrics, we use psychometrics to analyze individuals so that when we give them soft skill competency training, that we understand how they're hardwired in their brain and we can coach them and have adaptive behaviors to implement the training. So a lot of people, if you don't have that, you will learn a few things. As I said, you'll retain 13% of the information uh, of what you've learned. But a lot of people like riding a bike, you know, they fall off the bike and they don't get back on. And with the coaching and mentoring, you've got to really have a coach and a mentor that helps you, like your mum and your dad, when you got on the bike for the first time without the training rules, you fell off one time, two times, three times, four times, but your mum or your dad or your brother or your sister, whoever it may have been, helped you get back on that bike. You know, some people got back on and rode straight away after three attempts. Some people took 12 attempts. But my point is there was somebody coaching you. And for people that, that I see that get the best results, you know, not just in my organizations, but, you know, I have a mastermind group of other sales trainers and coaches that we meet on a regular basis to talk about the industry. <laughs> but we all agree that without the coaching and ongoing support, uh, it makes it a little bit more difficult for the person unless they have what we talk about, the why factor. Now, if they have a big enough why factor that's driving them, it doesn't matter. They'll have the change. Okay, so if somebody is, you know, gone broke and they've got to get out there and sell, they'll do whatever it takes to get that business and they've got that hunger. Whereas some people or a high percentage of people are more complacent with where they are. They, you know, I see this in Australia. I see that a lot of salespeople are very complacent. They don't pay for professional development themselves. They're becoming obsolete. You know, they're not using LinkedIn. They're not using social media platforms to position themselves as experts. They're not reading. They think they know how to sell. And then when you talk to them about their sales targets, they're not even hitting their sales targets. So we see this quite a lot. At the end of the day, for you to get results, you know, and to double and, and triple your sales, you know, you've really got to have great training, you know, and great coaching and mentoring to help you get back on that bike when sometimes the technique didn't work and really understanding, well, why didn't it work? What did you do? And then having a conversation about that. What's funny is even with professional athletes, you know, we, with all of their talent, we accept the fact that they need coaches. But here in something like sales, we um, oftentimes forget that it's just as important for us or yep. maybe even more important. Yeah, that's right. Because <clears throat> what they do is they look at the cost, not the return on investment. Yeah, because it's not even actually an expense. You're right. It is an investment. Correct. And it's tax deductible, you know, so that's even makes it even more worse. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's tax deductible. They're going to get a return. Um, you know, then on the flip side, 
the other thing that there's caution as well is that you know there is everybody's a coach these days. So you know, um, you know, the 22 year old person is now a life coach. Well, <laughs> 22 years old, what do you know about life? You know, uh, I was talking to a guy the other day, and 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 he's a coach, and, and he just had a baby three three weeks ago, and he said, oh, "I'm going to write a parenting program." I go, <laughs> yeah, I just laughed. I was like, "Really?" <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe wait uh, till you have three and they're a little older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, look, I've got three kids myself. I've got a 16-year-old boy. I've got a 15-year-old boy and a 13-year-old daughter. And, yeah, I reckon that uh, I could probably start doing some stuff, um, you know, in a few more years, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Mark, we're now at the time of the interview um, for the Last Call Lightning Round. Uh, so we start off, um, I'm actually going to ask you, kind of get them out of order a little bit. Um, do you have a charity that you would like to highlight? So we do two things. Uh, I do a lot of volunteering work for Surf Life Saving Australia. So we've been involved in that community for about uh, eight years. And what we do there is we save people's lives, so I hold a silver medallion. So that's I'm the guy that goes out on the rescue boats and saves people. So wow. yeah, very heavily involved in saving lives. Uh, that's that's the purpose of surf life saving. Then in terms of charities, when I run uh, my CEO lunches, we uh, always bring in a, a charity. The last one we did was White Line, and they raise money for uh, homeless kids. And in actual fact, that CEO lunch, the last one that we did, when we did that, we normally we run them in prestige venues like prestigious Kuyong Tennis Club or the prestigious Royal Melbourne Golf Club. But this particular time when we were raising money for White Lime and homeless kids, we ran it in a cafe where they teach homeless kids to be chefs. So instead of bringing the money to a, a large exclusive venue, we brought the money of the, the lunches for people paying for those tickets to a venue that actually helps homeless kids become chefs. So it was, it was a double fold. Some of the guys that are in there as well, we helped them get business, but one of them raises money for the food bank. And, and this is a really interesting concept when we talk about how do you stand out from your competitors? Well, you know, a very good referral alliance uh, person that I work with, he sells photocopiers, pretty just boring, you know, your Xerox and Fuji photocopiers to, to large corporates. But what they've managed to do in Australia is that all the new contracts now, uh, when someone prints a document through their photocopier, a percentage of that fee actually goes to food bank. So every time now somebody prints something, a percentage of that cost of the print uh, goes to food bank which helps raise money to give food to people who are homeless on the street so the community that we surround ourselves with both in life-saving australia and helping homeless kids raise money we're very very much involved in that space yeah yeah that's awesome well you know i was actually going to ask you about um one of your favorite books uh first but i procrastinated <laughs> You know, what you want to do is when you talk about procrastination, you know, ask yourself a couple of questions. Why do I procrastinate, you know, on something? And what's that costing me? And if you have a chance to read Brian Tracy's book, Eat That Frog, the methodology behind Eat That Frog is if you had to eat a live, raw, ugly frog first thing in the morning, 
everything in your day would get better after you ate that frog. Hence why he called the book Eat That Frog, which is a life management, time management, you know, book about 21 ways to stop procrastination and get more done in less time. It's an excellent read. Uh, you can buy the Eat That Frog book. Uh, I'm sure you can get it through um, Amazon and, and Brian Tracy International. But great book. You use the Eat That Frog methodology. You know, when we were running that program, when we were a, a licensee many years ago, people loved it. And they still come up to me today and say, I'm still eating that frog. I'm still eating that frog. So Brian, has, he's written an excellent book and it's a global success and, you know, uh, I was so proud, proud to be, you know, an accredited licensee going back three or four years ago. Excellent. Well, Mark, what would be some things that you want to make sure that everyone takes away from our talk today? Yeah, yeah I do. I think that if you're a sales professional and you're out there and, you know, wherever you might be in terms of your journey, a few tips. Number one, Continuous professional development, always, okay? You know, you've got to continually develop yourself, reading podcasts, videos, go to seminars, go to training workshops, get a coach, get a mentor, invest heavily into your own professional development and you'll reap the rewards. The other thing that I want to say to sales professionals is that for you to win more sales, it's all about strategy, it's all about positioning, it's all about communicating. And your job in today's complex market is to position yourself as that expert, as that advisor, as that educator, as that helper, as that consultant, not as a salesperson. Don't talk like a salesperson. Don't walk like a salesperson. And when you do that, you will be treated differently. Price, I mean, people will always argue black and blue about price, but when you become a consultant or advisor, when you position, price actually ranks fourth or fifth in terms of what they buy. So you've got to understand what they buy. And I'll leave you with one final tip about what they buy. And this is what you've got to ask yourself. What do you do as an end result for your customer? What do you do? And what emotions do you fulfill? Okay, so when I talk about what it is and what it does, if I talk about what it is and what it does for me, what it is is sales training. I could say that I'm a sales trainer. That's what it is. But what it does, it increases sales revenues by 5, 10, 15% as little as 30 days 90 days, giving peace of mind and comfort to business owners. That's the, what it does. That's the end result and the emotions attached to it. So never talk about what, what, what it is. Nobody cares about what it is. They, they care about what you're going to do as an end result. But more importantly, they buy on those emotions behind what you do. Oh, yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there. Um, well, what, uh, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, so probably just go to my LinkedIn profile, uh, Mark Garbalotto, so G-A-R-B-E-L-O-T-T-O, so Mark Garbalotto on LinkedIn. Uh, you can follow me. I've got videos going there all the time, giving great content. So, yeah, get on there, follow me. Uh, they can go to my website, which is www.aasales.com.au. They can get in touch with me there. And, uh, or they can just ring the, the Melbourne office internationally, 613-9775-7275, Australian Academy of Sales. Well, Mark, sadly, we are at the end of the interview, but thank you so much for joining us here in Sales Paradise. And for everyone listening, we have some exciting things coming up in Sales Paradise. We are starting a mastermind group, and we also are starting a coaching program. So just go to the website, salesparadise.com, and let us know if you have any interest. Until next time, if you want to find us, we'll be in paradise.